What's going on? It's Kilo. Be back for another episode of the regular podcast on the regular network. Right, man let's get right into it i missed the week last week because my throat was messed up it's not fully healed yet but it's a lot better than it was over the last couple weeks so i figured it's time to get back into it you know i noticed before back in my back in my old audio only days that when i take breaks when i miss weeks and things that's when the listenership feels let down and they stop listening and things like that so i'm gonna try to make sure i stay Current, up to date, dropping consistently when I'm not sick. <clears throat> you know I keep the water handy. So let's get right into it. Before we do anything, though, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you follow on SoundCloud or wherever you listen to audio podcasts, but also make sure you subscribe on YouTube, the regular network right here where you're listening. Click the bell down below to get alerts also. Also, you can check us out on pretty much every other social media platform at The Regular Network on Instagram, The Regular Topics on Reddit. Let's get some um, some some conversation going. Now, <clears throat> first thing I want to do is say rest in peace to a legendary rapper. He's a battle rapper specifically. His name is Pat Stay. Okay. Uh, he, he's a legendary battle rapper out of Nova Scotia, Canada. And... Um, you know, he passed away tragically on like early morning, September 4th. He was at a, he was at a bar and um, an incident took place. Some violence happened and he ended up uh, passing away from that. So, you know, this is this really is like a major blow really to the battle rap community because Pat Stay wasn't he wasn't he was one of the more famous people on the planet when it comes to battle rap. Right, he was a big deal in battle rap. A lot of people in the mainstream rap industry knew of him. Some of them knew him. Some of them were fans of him. Like he's a big deal, right? So when a lot of people are seeing like a lot of people being sensitive when it comes to conversations around past days passing and things like that, everybody has to be understanding of it because in the battle rap world, we know how big he is or how big of a figure he was. Right. So when I see people get sensitive about different topics and conversations around him, I fully understand because, like I said, he was a legend. He was big name, big time. Uh, you know, even Eminem tweeted R.I.P. to him, called him a king, one of the best in the world. You know, and that's Eminem, one of the one of the biggest rappers in history, one of the biggest musicians ever is, is shouting you out. You know, Pat State really was a big deal. So it's just wild, man, for him to go out like that. And um, of course, in as with everything in rap, <clears throat> it's not without controversy because Pat Stay had recently put out a diss. So the game, the rapper, the game, he put out a diss song to Eminem, right? Eminem is ignoring him. The game is like poking at Eminem, trying to get Eminem to go back and forth with him, but Eminem is ignoring the game. So Pat Stay is like, and this is unrelated to this, the incident that got uh, past, made Pat Stay lose his life. I'm just telling you about some um, controversy around it. So Pat Stay decided, like, you know what? I like to rap, and the game is wanting to call somebody out. 
I know Eminem is not going to rap at the game, so I, Pat Stay, I'll jump in it. So Pat Stay made a diss about the game. You know, it was rap stuff. I actually didn't listen to the game's diss about Eminem, and I didn't listen to Pat Stay's diss at the game. I mean, I just felt like it was, excuse me, I just felt like it was, you know, all, I mean, none of these people have real problems with each other, so I'm not about to listen. Like, they manufacturing issues. So I'm not, I didn't listen. I'm still not listening. I have no reason to listen, right? So Paste dropped his, his diss song or whatever. He was poking at the game, dropped a video the day before he passed away or a couple days before he passed away. So after he passed away, Hollywood Unlocked posted, you know, they just posted Canadian battle rapper Paste fatally stabbed at 36 days after dissing the game over Eminem. So pretty much they already framed it like, it's something related to the whole the game thing and all that. So then WAC 100 reposted on his page. WAC 100, for people who don't know, is the game's manager. Very loud and obnoxious to some people. Guy out of L.A. or out of the West Coast. I don't think he's from the city of L.A. But he's from out there. He's the game's manager. <clears throat> he posted Psalms 144.1. Uh, pretty much he said... Los Angeles Confidential, which is the game's name on Instagram, he said, I'm not answering your calls. I'm at church. And the game commented under and said, I'm at church. God bless his family. So really, they're like taunting Pat Stay and his family and legacy by, by reposting it. You know, it's, it's very distasteful. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like I said, my throat is, is still a little bit messed up. It's very distasteful, right? But... And, and, and a lot of people saying corny, clout chase, whatever. But you have to understand people when there's issues when people are alive. And I know that, like I said, they manufactured this whole thing. There's, there was no real issues with these guys. However, when a person is dissing somebody, the person being dissed may not have any type of positive things to say or positive feelings about the person dissing them in life or in death, right? So I think that people need to like wrap their minds around this because every time somebody dies in the hip hop world, somebody who was their enemy, which I don't understand why all these guys need to have enemies. Anyway, somebody who was their enemy is saying something disrespectful about the person who died. And that's going to always happen. The reason it's going to always happen is because normally take it out of rap, when somebody dies that you have a problem with, you don't have anything positive to say about them. Okay? That's just the way the world is. That's not even a rap thing. I don't know why people act like, oh my God, they act like they just don't understand how people could say something about a person that died. Like, that's not a new thing. Like, it's not. So, don't be so surprised by it. I mean, first of all, the game likes to mention people anyway. And WAC 100, they like to talk about other people Anyway, so y'all have, I don't understand how, how you couldn't have known that this was coming. Now, on to news that has been shocking the airwaves. And I felt like that's the main reason that I came back today. Because I'm like, I just, I have to discuss this whole thing. Aerie Spears and Tiffany Haddish are being sued by some victims of a, a, a sexual assault when they were children. <clears throat> Now, let me pull up because now this this whole bombshell came out 
TMZ, like it went big on TMZ, but actually the dailybeast.com is the one who did the original story last week, right? And the headline is comedians Tiffany Haddish and Aerie Spears accused of child sexual abuse. So essentially what happened is, and because both of the victims were minors at the time of the incident or incidents, they are allowed to keep their names confidential. So they're going by Jane Doe and John Doe, right? A Jane Doe and her younger brother allege in a new lawsuit that the comics recruited them, uh, recruited them into performing inappropriate, sexually suggestive acts and sketches when they were minors. Okay, so um, man, this is a long, it's not that long, but it's a, it's a very detailed, in-depth article um, discussing, and it's discussing the allegations by Jane Doe who was now 22 years old, and John Doe, who was now 15. So at the time of the incident, John Doe was seven years old, Jane Doe was 14 years old, right? So essentially what they are saying is that, okay, here it goes. The children's mom, I guess, was a comedian, or she was on a comedian circuit, she was on a comic circuit, and her and Tiffany Haddish were coming up together, right? Tiffany Haddish and this lady bonded over shared experiences around divorce and just traumatic life experiences. So I guess they got close. In the course of them getting close, Tiffany Haddish says, hey, I got, I got some acting opportunities for your kids. The kids at the time, 14 and seven years old. So the mom is like, okay, Tiffany, you, you're like my best friend. My kids look at you like a guy mom. They call you Aunt Tiffany or whatever it is. So the mom allowed Tiffany Haddish to take her kids to go do some acting opportunity, right? So the first incident is with, the first sexually involved incident is with the 14-year-old girl, right? So they take the 14-year-old girl, Tiffany Haddish takes the 14-year-old girl to the house with Aerie Spears, right? They show the girl, the little kid, a video of two people, excuse me, Two people interacting with a subway sub in a sexually suggest sub suggestive way. And by that, it, mean, it looks like two people are eating a sub, but instead of eating the sub, they're performing fellatio on a sub, on a subway sandwich, right? So Tiffany Haddish and Aerie Spears are showing this video to this little girl, not, and that's not the abuse part, which that is like a form of abuse or intimidation, but... They're showing her the video because they're trying to show her, this is what you need to do, right? They're telling the little girl, this is how you perform, you give head. This is how you give oral sex. So the little girl is like, okay, whatever. I don't, I don't understand what's going on here. So then after they show the video, then I guess the little girl's not understanding. So then Tiffany Haddish does a demonstration, does her own demonstration. I don't know what objects they were using. But then she does a demonstration and tells the little girl, this is how you do it. This is how you hold your hands. This is how you hold your mouth. These are the noises you need to make. They were coaching the little girl on what she should do to act like she's giving head to a man in some type of skit. I don't know what type of skit they was trying to do, but this is what Tiffany Haddish was telling the little girl. So I guess after the little girl gives the I mean, after Tiffany Haddish gives the girl the demonstration, she walks out the room and now Aerie Spears is telling the little girl, hey, do that. I guess 
I guess, I, I don't know what he was telling her to do that to, but he was telling a little girl, do what Tiffany Haddish just did, but I guess in or around me, do it. Do the little fake fellatio thing, right? So the, the, the girl said that back when she was 14, she said she froze. She didn't do anything. She didn't say anything. She was just in shock. She was scared a little bit, nervous. She felt intimidated. She didn't do anything. So then Tiffany Haddish came back in the room, I guess, and, you know, she just, they, nothing happened because the little girl got scared and she took her home. She said she gave her, Tiffany Haddish gave the little girl $100 and they took her back home. So then the little girl said she never told anybody what happened because she really didn't understand what was going on and she didn't even know how to explain what was going on. So I guess a year later, when the, when the John Doe is seven, now they take him and the 14-year-old girl to the house, to Ari Spears' house, and they have another skit idea in mind. This time, the skit is about the mind of a pedophile. This time, the 14-year-old girl would not be involved, and everything would be revolving around the seven-year-old boy. Okay? So what's going on? And I saw the video. If you want to see the video, you should look at it. They have edited versions where they cover up the little kids. That's the one I saw. I saw where they, I saw a censored one where the little boy was covered up and stuff like that. And trust me, you're not going to want to watch the uncensored one. It's just, it's creepy. I don't even know how to put that on the internet. And it's, we're not talking about like 1995. We're talking about 2014. Like the Me Too movement was coming and then like pedophilia wasn't really cool ever you know and it definitely wasn't something that people would upload videos to the regular web right anyway so they have this little boy in this video and tiffany haddish is, is acting in this skit and she's playing like the little boy's mom or guardian or whatever and she's like hey uncle whatever his name whatever aries spears name was in the skit Hey, can I leave my son with you? I got to go do some stuff. I got to go run errands. <laughs> so then the man, is Aries Spears, is like, okay, cool. You can leave it with me. And then pretty much they repeat that cycle of her leaving the boy with Aries Spears. And the way it's going is when, he, when, he, when she leaves the seven-year-old boy with Aries Spears, then Aries Spears turns on his perv, you know, his perv mode. He's looking at the little boy. They start playing R. Kelly's music. Um, my mind's telling me no, but my body, whatever. And the, the man has holes cut in the newspaper where he's looking at the little boy while the little boy is playing and stuff like that. Um, they say that the boy is doing, uh, sexual stuff to like a truck, like he's masturbating a truck or something. I didn't see that part. Um, they have the little boy in his underwear, a little seven-year-old boy in his underwear, rolling around on the floor. You know, they're showing his backside, all this type of stuff. And the man, the Aerie Spears character is like looking at him and, and getting all hot and bothered and all this type of stuff. And then they have a scene where the little boy's in the bathtub. And then Aerie Spears like jumps in the bathtub with him. So the 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 I guess as soon as they finish shooting this, and actually they didn't even get to finish. The, the little boy got to the point where Ari Spears, I guess, was like rubbing massage oil on him or something. I didn't see that part either. I, like, I didn't watch the whole thing. Once they got to a certain point, I just like, okay, I'm cool. But I guess they got to a point where Ari Spears was actually touching this boy. And 
I guess the boy like threw a complete fit. Like he started kicking and screaming like he lost his mind up in there. And I'm glad he did because there's no telling how far they was going to take this thing. But he he went crazy in the house. He started kicking and screaming. Like he he came down. I guess he called his mom immediately and was crying. Like he called his mom immediately crying. So he didn't wait. He didn't wait for some Me Too movement to come out. He didn't wait 20 years later. He called his mom immediately and said, and he, I guess he was crying hysterically. Nobody, they couldn't even understand what he was saying. Crying bad, right? So then the mom gets on the phone with Tiffany Haddish and allegedly Tiffany Haddish just says like, oh, acting is not for him. Like he, he wouldn't be good in acting. Acting is not for him. The, they never explained what happened to the little, they never told the mom what happened to the little boy, none of that, right? So, and I'm, I'm the reason I'm giving so much detail is because the, the story is so crazy that, that Tiffany Haddish and Aerie Spears are now trying to frame it the way they're trying to frame it. Okay, so they get back home and they tell their mom what happened. So the mom hit up Tiffany Haddish immediately and say, I need money. What, what are you doing? We need, to, we need to do something about this. You, you traumatized my kids. They don't want to talk to me. I don't understand what's going on. You, you need to take care of us or to, whatever she said, take care of us, whatever, pay us, whatever, whatever happened. It happened and it sent the mom into a spiral, a mental health spiral. She felt like she, you know, failed her kids. She couldn't take care of her kids. Her mom, the the mother of this in the situation, that was Tiffany Haddish's friend, old friend. She just pretty much lost her mind and just fell into a deep depression. Couldn't really take care of the kids anymore like that. So what happened is, and and again, a lot of people think this thing just popped up because. People think this, all this stuff is popping up because Aerie Spears recently made like a mean or rude comment about Lizzo. But no, this family and the mom and these kids, they've been trying to push this issue for years. It's been for years. The video was uploaded. Um, the video of Aerie Spears messing with this little boy was uploaded years ago to a platform called Funny or Die. It's like a, it's like a comedian's version of YouTube, like they just upload all their skits and funny videos or whatever, right? They uploaded, it was on Funny or Die. I guess the people, the, the family or somebody hit up Funny or Die and say, yo, there's a video on here and there's a nasty video on here, right? Funny or Die took the video down and they made, they made a, they made a statement and the statement, well, let me see if I can find this statement, a representative for Funny, and Funny or Die told the Daily Beast in a statement, Funny or Die found this video absolutely disgusting. It would never produce such content. We were not involved with the conceptualization, development, funding, or production of this video. It was uploaded to the site as a user-generated content and was removed in 2018 immediately after becoming aware of its existence. So the platform they uploaded it to is all about comedy and hey, comedians should be able to push the line and all that. They said it was absolutely disgusting. Okay, so again, I want I'm, I'm I'm saying it like this because I want people to understand this was not this is not a situation where oh the world is just too sensitive now and oh you can't even be funny anymore. The the skit is not funny. First of all, there's nothing funny about it, and people didn't wait until some movement came to press this issue. Funny or Die immediately got rid of the video when they became the, the official people, representatives for Funny or Die. As soon as they seen it and they realized what was going on, they got rid of it. 
the little kids when immediately when they went through these experiences, they started putting pressure on Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears. Immediately, people knew something was wrong with what was going on. Nobody thought it was funny. Even, I guess, Bossip even did an article about it way back in 2018, I guess, when they first found out about it. And they um, ex they, they exposed Aries Spears. And, um, you know, I guess it just didn't go anywhere at that time. So what's going on now is the the... the the girl who was 14 at that time when they were harassed or what is sexually harassed or victimized, she's now 22 years old and she's acting as, she is. She actually is the guardian now, the legal guardian and has custody of her brother, her 14 year old brother now, right? Who's now 14. And she is the guardian now of him and they are going and pressing for, forward for a lawsuit. Before, I guess, Tiffany Haddish settled with the mother. But I, I don't know what the details of that settlement are. They haven't published that. The, the Daily Beast, they didn't publish the copy of the settlement. But they had some type of settlement. Uh, Tiffany Haddish paid the mother some, some type of money. But the daughter is saying, like, that had nothing really to do with that. Like, we weren't involved in that settlement. We didn't have representation in that settlement. We weren't protected as minors, and we have this list of grievances that we need addressed in the civil court, and they are also looking for criminal charges. This just came out a couple hours ago. Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears' accuser asked Los Angeles prosecutors to immediately arrest the comedians on child sex abuse claims. So it's not just about money. Although I'm sure money is a big part of it, it's not just about money. They are asking for these people to be arrested. And honestly, I, man, I really don't see how they about to get out of this. I really don't. If y'all seen that video, and, and if this is the thing about what Ari Spears and Tiffany Haddish are trying to spin it and say. They're trying to spin it and say, the mom, they're trying to extort us. Here's the thing. If somebody says, hey, they sexually assaulted me, and your response is, they're trying to extort me. You're not saying that you didn't sexually assault them. So it's like you're not even responding to what's being said. It's almost kind of like you're admitting because you've been, you've been paying behind the scenes for however long. So you've been really paying to keep these people quiet. But now when you try to spin this whole thing like it's just an extortion thing, when we all saw the video, Aries Spears actually just put his podcast out today. Today is September 7th. His podcast just went went out like last night or today or whatever. And it's like he's delusional. He's not understanding that, bro, we saw the video. Like you can't, you can't spin this whole thing to make us believe that somebody is trying to set you up when we saw the video. Listen, this is, a, this is an extortion case. Uh, this is a shakedown. Uh, and I didn't need my lawyer to tell me this, to say this, but you know, I'm gonna echo her words. We won't be shaken down. Um, and believe me, it's bothering me not to talk about uh, the skit. Uh, I'm not running from anything and I'm not guilty of anything. It's the reason why I won't turn my mentions off. If you remember back when uh, that, that Arnold Schwarzenegger skit that we did, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the system. Get back. System. You guys didn't know it at the time and I couldn't say it at the time, but that's what this is about. That's what this is about. It's a shakedown and extortion.
this person has a history of these false accusations. Like if if these if this kid if these kids had a had a dad around, if these kids had a dad around and a video like that came out, they would probably be trying to do bodily harm to you. No, they wouldn't be looking for money or anything like that. That's how bad this video is, right? This video is take it to the streets level. You know, there's no. There, here's the thing. When you keep when Ari Spears, when you keep on using the word skit, this was a skit. This was a skit. We were acting. This is comedy. This is a skit. The problem with that is, in in TV world, and you should know this because you were on Mad TV. Stewart was played by a grown man. You should know this. In TV land and all these other type of things, when you have something going on and there's some type of sexually suggestive things going on with kids and in, in the 2000s, because I know they used to do stuff way back in the day, but in modern TV land and everything like that, you go find an adult that looks young. You go find an adult that looks young enough that, that they can play a kid or portray a child in a skit. Or you just make it real goofy and you just get an adult that looks like anything and just have them dress up like a kid like they used to do with Stuart on Mad TV. And then you do whatever skits you have to do within those confines and with that type of actor. You don't go get an actual child and do actual things to the child and then say, it's just a skit. You, you're, this is a seven-year-old. Their mind is not developed enough to even act in that way. They don't see it as, okay, I'm only acting like I'm being molested. If you touch a kid, you're touching a kid. It's not like, oh, I'm just acting when I was rubbing on his back. You're rubbing a kid. What are you doing? Like, I don't think that Aerie Spears, first of all, I don't, I don't, the way he's talking it makes me think that he's not competent to stand trial. Like, I really don't understand what he's talking about. Like, Ari Spears wrote, this, this whole, this is his brainchild. Tiffany Haddish helped because she supplied the kids and she helped train the actors on what to do and all this type of stuff. So I think she's just as guilty as what happened to the kids as the dude who created it because his nasty self couldn't even find kids nowhere else. He needed Tiffany Haddish. Yo, go find me some kids from the hood that I don't have to pay nothing to. Don't get me no real actors that got agents and all this type of stuff. Go find me some kids who we'll never hear from again. And I'm sorry I'm taking this long on this. I have to take this long on this because this is, this is an egregious situation. Black people, this is not an attack on black people. Do not stand up for these people. Because what they did was take two black kids and ruin them. You understand? We don't have to stand up for people that ruin black people. I don't care what they look like. If you go grab two impoverished kids that don't have an agent, tell them, hey, we're going to change your life. We're going to get you in this skit. We're going to do this thing for Nickelodeon and all this. If you go take kids and that, that are just looking for a chance and a way out, and their mom is looking for a way out, and their mom trusts you with their kids and all that type of stuff, which she shouldn't have done, but she did. Trusting somebody, trusting somebody that you are very close with with your kids is not crazy. That's not far-fetched. We, we hope that when we trust somebody with our kids, they're not going to take our kids to some weird old man's house and let him rub oil on them or tell them, hey, 
give give fellatio to this this hot dog or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So while the mom might not have made the best decision, she didn't commit a crime by trusting a friend that's in the industry. Okay? Eric Spears, you went and, and told Tiffany Haddish to go find some impoverished kids instead of going to find some kids out in Hollywood with agents and everything like that. Go find us some little poor kids that, that we'll never hear from again after we do this skit. Somebody that's going to come over here, won't no parents be with them, a lawyer won't be with them, a manager won't be with them, and I could tell a, I could tell a kid to get in their drawers and let's do a skit. I could tell a kid, let's get in the bathtub and do a skit with his drawers on or whatever he might have been. I don't even know if the boy had any clothes on in that bathtub. Like, I don't see how you think that you could be getting yourself out of this by saying that this woman was trying to extort you. Who cares that they was trying to extort you? You was rubbing on somebody's son. I don't care if you've been extorted. They're about to, they, they should be the way, <clears throat> as far as I know, California doesn't have any, they, they remove their statute of limitation when it comes to like child molestation. So you can be punished from, to infinity. They, it's never, the, the case is never closed. They can always come back and get you. So I, I'm not seeing how this, how, I don't see how they could get out of this. Bringing up extortion, okay, let's say she's ex she was extorting you. Okay, so you punish her for extortion, but that doesn't let you off the hook for molestation sexual assault of a, of a minor. That doesn't let you off the hook from being registered as a sex offender. Because I'm going to be real with you, like, it's one thing when you, when you like, and, and it's one thing when you make a joke about a pedophile. You're, you're joking on the pedophile, right? You tell a joke, you say, yo, pedophile, like you thought you was going to, you know, whatever type of jokes they used to make about R. Kelly, whatever type of jokes they used to make about Bill Cosby, whatever. If you make a joke about a pedophile, some people think it's distasteful, but you're making a joke about the person, right? Doing a skit with kids and touching them is not a joke. I don't know how many different ways I need to say it. I guess I don't really need to say it anymore. I'm just a little bit confused. Tiffany Haddish also put out a statement, right? She went to her Instagram. I mean, she completely threw Aerie Spears under the bus. But ma'am, you're involved just as much as he did. You supplied the children. Okay, Tiffany Haddish made a statement on her Instagram, her official Instagram page. I know people have a bunch of questions. I get it. I'm right there with you. Unfortunately, because there is an ongoing legal case, there's very little I can say right now. But clearly, while this sketch was intended to be comedic, it wasn't funny at all. And I deeply regret having agreed to act in it. I really look forward to being able to share a lot more about this situation as soon as I can. Now, here's the key point of this whole thing. I deeply regret having agreed to act in it. That is her way of saying it wasn't my idea. I was just an actor. The problem is, ma'am, Aerie Spears didn't know those kids. You brought the kids. This is your I this is partly your idea. When Aerie Spears told you about this idea, you told him, I got the perfect kids. You remember that little girl we tried to make give head last year? I'm gonna go back and get her and her little brother this time. And you know what? Her little brother is, is, is seven now. We can use him. Because the 14-year-old girl is not cooperative. Let's go get somebody that's even younger. Tiffany Haddish, this was you. 
You told Aries Spears that you had the kids for him. You knew that there was a woman in L.A. struggling. I don't know where they was living at. But you knew there was a woman out there struggling that had two kids and she was just looking for a way out. And she would trust you to take her kids to go make a sizzle reel for Nickelodeon. Because that's what you told them you was going to do. Allegedly. According to the, the little girl, the one who was a little girl at the time who's now 22, Jane Doe, she said that Tiffany Haddish told the mom that they were taking the kids to go make a sizzle reel for Nickelodeon, pretty much like a demo, a demo tape for what actors do, right? For Nickelodeon. That's what they told the mom to get the mom to give, okay, here, take my kids, I'll go make my kids stars, do all that. So Tiffany Haddish, how are you trying to distance yourself by saying, and I deeply regret having act, agreed to act in it. You can't separate yourself from what Aries Spears created when you supplied the kids. You supplied the kids. I got to say this again because anybody like, because we, we understand this when it comes to something like the R. Kelly thing. Everybody's like, Everybody that was in R. Kelly's camp should be in trouble as well. And I agree. If you take kids to a pedophile, you should go to you, you should be punished as well. If I if I put you in my kids' possession, listen, if I put you in my if I put you, if I put my kids in your possession and my kids get sexually assaulted while they're with you from one of your friends, trust me, you don't have to worry about no legal issues. I promise you, that will be the last of the words. You won't be worried about extortion. You won't be worried about legal issues. You'll be, you won't, you'll be worried about when, when your soul is floating off into the, what you'll be worried about is, I wonder, will they find my body? That'd be the only thing you'd be worried about if I give you my kids and, and something like this happens. Trust me, you and your friend. Because at this time, this is 2013, 2014, Aerie Spears, probably struggling at that time, and Tiffany Haddish was mostly unknown. She had done some stuff before that, but she, was, she, she wasn't the Tiffany Haddish we know now. She was mostly unknown, up-and-coming actor, right? So she was looking for a way out also. So she was also desperate doing desperate stuff. So you're going to take my kids and do something desperate? Trust me. Tiffany Haddish is also fortunate that, some, that, that, that the mom went and internalized what happened and, and felt like a failure on her own. It felt like, oh my God, she got depressed and she couldn't protect. Trust me, the protection doesn't have to stop at the act, right? Because I do feel like once something happens to your kids, you can't undo it. You, you know, you can't get it back. But the way you move forward is also a statement to your kids as well, right? Listen, I, like me... I'm just, I'm, I'm, I guess, I'm just sweating thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't imagine you trust somebody with your kids and it go like this. And then imagine, not, not only did, they, did, did your kid get sexually assaulted, your kid calls you screaming, crying. He can't even explain what happened. The boy's only seven years old. He doesn't know what's going on. You understand? All he knew is he didn't want to be touched by a man. And by the way, this boy is effed up now. He's only 14. He says he doesn't, he, he can't sit in front of cameras. He puts band-aids over any webcam or 
cell phone camera he's in front of. He doesn't have friends. He doesn't trust people. He never wants to be around adults at all. He can't function in society because he, he's messed up behind this. On top of being messed up behind this, though, you, you get sexually, most, like a lot of people get sexually assaulted in America. And I'm actually, because I'm taking so much time on this, I might not even get into my other topics. A lot of people get sexually assaulted in America, right? Very few of them have famous comedians upload the video of the sexual assault to the internet. That would change everything. For, I, like, really? I don't understand how Tiffany Haddish and Aerie Spears think they can beat this in civil. And if they get criminal charges, I don't know how they can get around it, honestly. Like, I, I really don't see what, I don't see what the angle is. I don't see what the defense is. If the only thing y'all keep saying is they keep trying to shake us down and trying to extort us, they should be extorting you. Somebody should be doing something else to you, honestly. If something happened to my kid and they can't even function no more, like, Come on, man. How y'all think this is going to go? If, if y'all would have done this to pretty much anybody else, because clearly these kids don't have any protection when it comes, like, street protection, right? Fortunately for y'all, they don't. And then, every Spears, for you to go on your podcast and make it seem like, oh, the mom, they're just a scammers. Oh, I know somebody that know them for 35 years. They scam, like, bro, you put the video out. We saw the video. Who cares what the mom does in her life who cares if she's a scammer who cares if she's whatever you're touching on kids i'm like i really don't get it i really don't man. i really don't i mean they, they about to cook these people I, like i feel like I really feel like there should be no money left in neither one of their bank accounts, man. If they don't, you know, I don't wish jail on nobody. I'll, you know, like I told you, if it, if it was me, it would be, you wouldn't be worried about no legal stuff, okay? But, I like, they, they should have to pay everything. Whatever these kids want, they should have to pay it. If Los Angeles County prosecutors... And the judges in those civil courts out there in California, if y'all fail these kids again, because these people have been trying to sue them for years, the lawyers out there have been declining to take the case. If if they fail these, man, and this, you know, sometimes people people try to figure out like, man, oh my God, how was R. Kelly getting away with this for so long? This is how, because now all of the friends of Tiffany Haddish and Aerie Spears they going around like making statements like, well, we don't know what really happened. Well, I don't know. You got to give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. You got to see. We got to see what they say for it. Bro, you don't got to defend pedophiles. I don't care what's going on. Black people. This is not an attack on black people. These people ruined two black kids. Ruined their lives. They'll never be the same. They could have been productive, successful members of society. Now... They feel th their life has been changed. Black people, black celebrities, y'all don't got to defend these people. You really don't. I don't care if they're your friend. You don't got to defend them. You don't have to stay friends with them. Tiffany Haddish ain't even powerful enough for y'all to be this scared to say something about this. Honestly, she can't make or break your life. For real. 
Most of the people, like, bro. Come on, man. This was crazy, man. This was really crazy. I, I'm not even going to, let me see if I got anything else that's like a short topic. Because I, I mean, I knew I was going to take a while on that, but I didn't know I was going to take that long. But man, that really just, that whole situation just been blowing me. Especially like the comments from Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears, like that just make it worse. And they lawyers like, is y'all stupid? Their lawyers should be dropping them. Saying, I'm not touching this. You ain't, t you ain't preparing me for no foolishness. Like they lawyers should be dropping them. Let me, I don't, I don't, man. Uh, Fonnie Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney, she did end up announcing another RICO case last week. Uh, this RICO indictment is against the drug rich gang. What today's indictment is about is the drug rich gang, which is a hybrid gang. And it started back in 2016. That's how far we can document this gang existing. Um, we know that it is a gang that primarily actually exists out of DeKalb County, um, the Stone Mountain and the Tucker area. Um, but as we know, crime and criminals have no boundaries and they found their way into my county, Fulton County. Um, I have a message today that you will hear repeated time and time again. If you thought Fulton was a good county to bring your crime to, to bring your violence to, um, you are wrong and you are going to suffer consequences. And today is the start of some of those consequences. And uh, they are a, what they call GD and Bloods uh, hybrid gang or whatever. Now. The whole thing, their whole twist is they, they don't do the murder thing or whatever. However, they are a big they are a big gang who made, I guess, a lot of their money or the money that they've been, you know, what, what they're being charged with here is breaking into high-end homes in Fulton County. So I guess what they do is scour, social, look all over social media. They see what people are posting, what, where. Oh, they see what type of car you drive on social media. They see what type of nice things you have in your house. And then what they'll do is show up to where places you'll be at and they'll follow you home. Once they get, once they figure out where you live, then they make the plot, they break into your house and they take as many of the good things that you have in there, right? So this gang, I mean, that's their specialty, I guess, but this is actually not a gang based out of Fulton County. They're based out of Stone Mountain in DeKalb County. However, I guess a lot of the victims of this, what they've been doing are in Fulton County. So that's what gave Fonnie Willis the go-ahead to say, you know what, I'm going to give these boys the smack down that DeKalb County has not been giving them. I'm going to hit them with a RICO case. They, they have a, you know, a gang that we can say, okay, they call themselves drug rich. They have a lot of videos online flashing a lot of money, guns, showing the typical gang thing so they can't say we're not a gang because they have claimed it. They got matching jewelry, all this different type of stuff. They, you know, they did the infamous Miko Worldwide thing, so they can't claim that they are not that. They are that. A lot of them, I guess there were, well, I think 26 people in this indictment. A lot of them were already locked up, so they just had to find a couple more of them and lock them up. So, man, listen, Fonnie Willis is striking, and I guess the reason they were calling this one a high-profile one, because a lot of the victims, like, I guess they hit Mariah Carey's house like three times when she wasn't there, uh, Marlo Hampton's house. Future's baby mom is one of the victims. Like they was, they was hitting some high end homes, man, and, and like getting with the, you know, it was cleaning them out. So, man, yeah, drug rich. 
Man, y'all, listen. Miko Worldwide, I respect what you're doing. I know you, you, know, you got to do what you got to do. You found a niche. You're one of the biggest hood vloggers out there, hood blog, whatever they call it. You're one of the biggest ones out there. I know. I get it. You might want to slow down on Atlanta for a while. I'm, I think you're from around here somewhere. I think you're from DeKalb County, whatever. But Atlanta might be a little bit too hot for you. Um, you just got robbed a couple weeks, like last week. They took your chain up off you. They took your YouTube plaque. They, they took a camera from you, I think. like. So, yeah, I remember the Miko Worldwide who did our documentary, our vlog. They be at half of M right now on YouTube. And that little shit came out about bro fucking on that little boy. Kids doing that CK. That nigga so basically what we did, we had bro down here yesterday. We took his chain. Took his chain. Uh, took Bleak. Bleak. Uh, we took a YouTube, YouTube play. play. <laughs> All this. But like, it's the principle, though. It ain't even about them being gay. We ain't got against gay It's just like, all. bro, touching on kids. And you know the nigga was saying a team. Yeah, he knew it. Like, he telling us, like, bro, like, why you did? He can't have no good excuse on why he did that. We took all of that shit, though. We got the video footage. Y'all niggas want that shit. Come with that bag. Drop that bag. China Mac. Uh, Academic, Academic, yeah, we got the all of that shit, y'all. No jump, but send that shit, send that bag, y'all want that footage, man. Oh, shit. Atlanta is too hot right now. You see this YSL indictment going on, one of the biggest cases in, in the country right now, one of the most talked about cases in the country this year, right? And a couple weeks ago, you go do a hood vlog in the Cleveland Ave area, like, I understand that people want to be on your joint, but putting yourself in these situations and going and doing these vlogs, if you if somebody does a vlog with you, right, hood vlog or whatever, and then they get indicted shortly after, and some of the stuff on your videos end up getting used, I'm not saying you're at fault, but if they blame you, it's a it's a chance, it's a possibility that they might want to do bodily harm to you. You are more accessible than a lot of other people. You're not like Vlad. Vlad does all his interviews in the in his cozy studio somewhere all the way across the country. People have to fly into him. He has all the security. He has all the control. He can do what he wants. You as a person that goes hood to hood, you're in people's hood. Somebody could book you, say, hey, come to my hood, and then do anything to you. You don't have security like that. And if you did have security... It wouldn't be enough for these hoods that you're going into. They, they beat your whole security staff up, shoot everybody, take everything up off. You take your nice Corvette that you like to drive around in, take, take anything they want from you. Because you're going, you're, you're, you're purposely targeting with your platform, you're purposely targeting a certain demographic for your content. This demographic is not known to be very reasonable when indictments come down. Because if you, if you, yeah, somebody, they already got an indictment. Not to say it's your fault. It's not your fault. Somebody got an indictment. But if, let it happen again in Atlanta, you might want to leave it alone, man. I know you probably never see this. If somebody sees this and they get get it to Miko Worldwide, get it to them. I'm just telling you, like, people are not going to take lightly to Atlanta gangs and groups being indicted after they do one of your one of your joints. I'm telling you. It's, it's, it's not worth it. It's a reason why Academic stayed behind his, his keyboard and behind his computer while he was talking about all the stuff he was talking about. 
There is no shame in standing behind. It's 2022, bro. These people do not need to see you in that hood. If them hoods want to tell their story from the hood, let them tell their story from the hood. I'm just telling you. Take, take lessons from other people before you, man. Take lessons from other people, man. But that's all I got for y'all, man. Y'all uh, get at me. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Let's get these numbers up. Make sure you hit us up. Regpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow the regular network on Instagram. Make sure you join the Reddit, subreddit. You know, the regular topics. We everywhere, man. The regular network.com. Get your merch. Peace out.